Welcome back to Classroom Brew, where student First Amendment rights are just as important as the legalization of marijuana. What? Episode 26. Welcome back to Classroom Brew. Just me this week, but I got a bunch of stuff that was going on. This past weekend was uh, the Southside Irish Parade, which was great. My Lyft Club has also, has, also, has also potentially been shifted into strength and conditioning coaching at my school, either for specific sports or all the sports. I'm not really sure. I might potentially be coaching with the football team, which could be fun if I was like a special teams coordinator or defensive coordinator. There was also the famed national walkout, which a lot of students in my district went through, which... I'm glad that they are civically engaged. We had a quick discussion the day before because I knew it was going to happen, but we we had this discussion to make sure they were aware of it. When it did finally happen, luckily I planned a station activity, so people had to come and go on this weird day where that was allowed, which is fine, free speech. That way it it was able to happen with the stations. The only problem is that at a certain point, when I went out into the hallway right outside my classroom, It smelled real loud, a.k.a. weed. Yep, it literally smelled like Bob Marley was blazing up right outside my classroom between 5th and 6th period. Even one of our school officers, I I walked out and I just go, (laughs) and he's like, yep, I smell it. You smell that? You smell that good shit? So at a certain point, it literally became me alongside some of the second floor security people searching through some lockers to figure out where the fuck is this smell coming from and why is it so damn strong, a.k.a. loud. Speaking of loud, I watched a few episodes from Coach Snoop. Yep, Snoop Dogg. And I'm not sure how I feel about him coaching. I knew that he, I didn't know he had like this big league and all that. I know that some players that had been on Hard Knocks, the training camp show on HBO, I knew they had Snoop as a coach. I just figured he was pitching in in his local league. I didn't know he owned a fucking league. Anyways, I'm not sure how I feel about Coach Snoop and his assistant coach because every other time they're like, motherfucker, swearing up a storm. I'm not even gonna, I was going to go into more, but I don't really feel like shouting out profanity like you know, Coach Snoop and his staff. But I wasn't really sure how I felt about it because what is the message we're trying to send to people? He's, he says right in there, listen to what we're saying, not how we're saying it. But it doesn't, isn't the way that you say something also just as indicative of what you are saying? If someone says something you don't like and you say, motherfucker, like the, the one guy got angry at a ref and he goes, fuck you, this is how we're going to do it. Is that really the right message to show these young boys? There's a big difference between, hey, get on the fucking line, get ready for this play, and hey, fuck you emphasizing it with the F word versus saying, fuck you over there. I hate that call you made. You did a shitty job. That's a very poor message, in my opinion, to send to these kids that that is okay. But again, it's Snoop Dogg and his coach. Uh, With the Southside Irish Parade is my first time experiencing it, really. And I, I was like, you know what? This is about what I expected. But at a certain point, this is on Sunday night, mind you, so I wasn't out too late, but I was actually doing some grading after I was kind of recovering from the day's activities. And at about, I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, 
All I hear is... Because this guy is walking by himself playing the bagpipes. Yep, this is the exact song I heard, and I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? But it turns out this guy is going full I Am Legend. He's the last person in the world. And he's playing the song on the bagpipes. I don't know where he was going. But he was walking through a parking lot that's, you know, kitty corner slash half a block away from my place, playing the bagpipes in the middle of the night. There's no cars, no people walking around. There's no one following him. There's no other bagpipers. All right, that's enough of that song. And he's just going to town. So that was my experience with the Southside Irish Parade. Anyway, I also had this fun experience where there was some sort of an assembly. It was the same day as the walkout. There was some sort of assembly, and there was also practice SAT going on. So I had very, very few students all day. When I got there to my eighth period class, because we were in, in a different room for that day, no one was there. Sounds like a terrible teacher's nightmare type of thing, right? Wasn't for me. Because I decided, you know what, I'm going to go up to my weight room and get a head start so I can go home early and still get a lift in, in an empty weight room. I don't usually like the assemblies they have, they, the microphones they have. They're not as good as mine. Uh, and it, it literally hurts. I know I sound like an old person, but even the kids are like, you know what, it's too loud. There was this one kid, though, that said, uh, he goes up to me and he goes, why your hair always look like you're running? Uh, if you don't know me, I'm going to very modestly say that my hair looks very similar to like a Derek Shepard. So charming. Also cocky. He, he goes, why your hair look like you're always running? And I was like, I laughed, obviously. He's a good kid. Uh, but it was funny because it's, it's kind of true. Especially because I'm in this weird, like not grown out, but it's like pretty long stage. So the hairs in the back do stick up. So it looks like I'm the flash, but like without the helmet. That's my look right now. Not intentional. I don't know if that's an insult or if he was like, you know what, it looks cool. Maybe I just look fast. I'd be okay with that if I just looked fast. But yeah, what a week. So I'm not trying to put a negative uh, spin or pressure on parents. I think most parents, you know, they, they've got a lot of things that they're trying to attend to. And I know parents have a lot. The issue that I seem to be having right now is that whenever there's some sort of behavior in the classroom, and I'm not talking about a particular student, I'm just saying in general. There's constantly some sort of issue where I find myself three, four times class period trying to redirect that behavior, and then it becomes showtime for that student. It's not a new phenomenon for teachers. I'm not the only person to deal with it. I'm sure there's plenty of teachers listening to this podcast that are like, oh boy, that's just like my, peer, my student from this class or this class period, whatever. If I have this sit down with this kid, there is a, a lack of understanding no matter how i frame it there's a lack of understanding realizing that hey you might not think your actions are a big deal but it's affecting the entire flow of the classroom and i'm not just talking about oh there's an administrator in the room i'm talking about 100 percent of the time what you are doing is disrupting some other student's experience the objectives that this class has for the semester for whatever we're about to talk about that day it's a huge issue there are times when you just want to say you know what you need to take a break outside of this room, remove yourself, think about that, your actions, before you decide to come back in and bullshit your way through some assignment. It's the cold hard reality. No one's going to get special treatment, but every single time you redirect some sort of behavior, 
there's those few students, and I'm thinking about five or six of them in particular, that they love to say, well, so-and-so is doing, oh, bye. We're not talking about them. We're talking about you. But they love to have that moment where they can show up the teacher or call out the teacher, whatever it is. And the issue is that if you're not in a school with a good disciplinary system, an objective rather than subjective system, you're not going to get support from your administration. I find myself in that situation right now where something just ends up with, oh, well, this kid's going through a lot. I have a, a history with them. I'll just talk to them and won't assign a discipline. A consequence, rather. But then some other kid does like something that's not quite as bad and gets written up the same way as the other student. And then they're in, in school or out of school or they have some sort of discipline. Now, I'm not saying be unempathetic, but it's crazy how this is my first year. And there are people that have been doing this for a very long time that still haven't figured out if you are not objective with every single student with discipline, nothing is going to change. You can pick at any time to start the switch process. You can pick at any time to start that transition. You're going to have a period where it's a struggle for the students that are used to the way it used to be, and they may or may not finally conform to that. But this is the time to do it so that when the next group of students comes in, they start to realize the school isn't fucking around. It's really difficult. We're, we're in a school where I believe we're trying to turn it around. There's a lot of closings happening in districts all over the United States, public schools specifically. And they love to point the finger at teachers, but they never seem to look towards the top. That's not even like a, a comedy segment on this. That's just a frustration that I'm sure a lot of teachers can empathize with, especially in urban settings where the schools are struggling right now. If you were to contact that parent, they, regardless of what they have going on, there seems to be a lack of, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll talk to him about it. Um, I don't know anything about that. Nothing's going on at home. Everything's fine. Well, of course not. If they don't have those boundaries, those rules, those, those necessary restrictions saying this is the line that you should not cross, and even if they do cross it, there's no consequence, well, then of course you don't think there's a problem at home. It's a problem in the classroom, though. It's a problem for another student that might get upset because your child's doing something. But there's always that lack of empathy with, oh, it's not my child. It's not to say that it's personal, like, oh, your child is terrible, a terrible person for doing X, Y, and Z in the classroom, for being on their phone or disrupting class or for throwing their pencil across the room to hitting someone. It's still a behavior that needs to be addressed that isn't addressed by administration or by parents. And then when the teacher decides, you know what, I'm going to be a solid in this kid's life and say I'm not going to accept that. Then you get yelled at. You get called a fucking bitch. I've been called that at least a handful of times. Uh, it's hard not to laugh. But at the end of the day, when I start to reflect on that, like when I have a time to sit down like right now, I start to think, you know what? What's the point? What am I doing if I'm just spinning my tires, if I'm just spinning my wheels, and I'm not getting support? And it's just my first year. Why am I the only person that seems to be pushing back against students doing something that shouldn't be accepted in any setting? Uh, in terms of stuff going on in the building lately, I've noticed that there's a lot of 
Yeah, let me let me phrase it this way. If you are a student listening to this and you think play fighting is a good idea, don't. It always turns into a real one. Because somebody always decides, you know what? That punch was too far. So now I'm going to kick him in the head or something like that. Don't play fight. Just don't do it. It always escalates. It's the, it's You see it play fighting, you think, you know what? I should probably give it a light jog over there. Because it's about to break out. That's exactly what happened. And I got to break it up. And, you know, I, I'm talking about consequences, things like that. Those same kids are back in the classroom two seconds later, sitting across from the kid they just were trying to beat the shit out of. No consequences for actions that are unacceptable. So on a previous episode, I briefly mentioned that I started a lifting club after school. And I'm really excited about this opportunity because there's a lot of students that now I have a different relationship with them, kind of a low-risk, outside-of-the-classroom coaching relationship, coach-to-student or coach-to-player, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I'm pretty excited because it's it's not just these lessons of using proper form and staying safe and setting goals and achieving them, but there's also this element of taking care of something and leaving it better than you found it. That's something that I learned from, well, I can't even remember which coach, back when I was playing high school football and I was going through strength and conditioning. Even still, I'm very excited about the opportunity. Uh, I had a few students that approached me about it. I think they had, um, I think they recognized that I had aspirations for coaching and they had a need for, hey, we would like to get into weightlifting. Whether it's because, oh, I want to get yoked, or if it was just, I want to stay in shape or have something to do after school. It was cool for me to see that they said, hey, if we can get signatures, would you be okay with coaching some sort of weightlifting thing? Can you teach us this skill that we don't have, that we know that you have, based on things that you say in conversations to us? So they went out, they got the signatures for me, went to the principal. She loved the idea. Assistant principal loved the idea. Made some flyers for an informational meeting. Set the standards for when to be there, what to bring, how to act, how to be safe. Responding to coaching well. Then we put up some flyers, picked a couple days throughout the week. And now I have a weight room. It's a beautiful facility. It wasn't being used quite so much because I know they didn't have every single team this year due to lack of roster size. But it's been really cool. I'm hoping to get even more uh, students than I have now. I've got about two dozen, which is a pretty good number, considering our enrollment is very low at our building. Uh, but I'm pretty excited. I've had a few students that they're hitting the speed bag or the heavy bag when they shouldn't be, and it's like, hey, stop. Gonna, are, are, you, are you taped? No. You're going to get hurt. Stop. I am excited about, I was able to take, well, I wanted to take <laughs> about 30 students on a field trip for an election, the electoral process simulation. Uh, and it would be for the governor, since we have that coming up. I don't know if this episode is going to post in the near future, but we went about a week ago. It was awesome. Students had the opportunity to, well, we assigned roles to them, whether they were part of a regional caucus or if they were a party leader or part of the media all those types of roles that you would see. And rather than having some sort of a lecture, things like that, it was going through the simulation of what takes place for the primary, the caucus, 
how the media can take a hold of a story and influence elections, the ways that these potential candidates are going out and talking to their hopeful constituents. It was awesome because I had, even though I didn't get all 30 there on time because we left at 8.15 and no one seems to want, no one seems to want to come to school on time or leave uh, at the appropriate time. They love showing up like school starts at about 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock. And they're figuring, you know what, I'm going to come at 9.30. So when we say the bus is going to leave at 8.15, which really means we're going to try to leave at 8.25 to 8.30, you can bet your ass we don't have all the students that we intended to bring. There are actually some students, I was really surprised, when we were like, oh, they are here, they did swipe in. We went up to say, hey, where, where, are, you, where are you going? <laughs> we got the field trip. You coming? And they're like, nah, I don't feel like it. I got something else to do. Like, come on, man. They're going to feed you really good food. They're going to have this awesome experience. It's a day outside of the building on a Friday. But anyways, the students that did go, some of them were on the fence. Others were like, uh, I don't really want to be here. So we had the whole range of excited to be there, not so sure, didn't want to be there. And by the time everyone left, like I had one student, we'll just say his name is Paul, came up to me and he said, Hey, Mr. I said, what's up, Paul? He just kind of stands, he's got his hands in front of him, he's crossing his, his arms, you know, like holding his palms. And he pauses, he looks around for a little bit and he goes, This was I. Yeah, you were right. Glad we came. I said, it's very big of you, Paul. I almost said the other name. So anyways, field trips. That was my first field trip. It went really well, aside from the fact that we got about half of the students that I wanted to take, but the ones that I did bring, they did a great job with it. It would have been great, though. There were some that we were taking that we had some guidelines for which kinds. We had some guidelines for which students we would take, like they can't be failing a class or... They have to have great attendance, obviously, because you want them there on time. But I also wanted to give a, an opportunity to students that maybe they haven't quite shown their full potential. Maybe they come late. Maybe they don't try in class. Maybe they're not fa- or they're not passing. Maybe they're not the model student, but maybe this opportunity, once they see it, once they get to engage with it, maybe they'll get a little bit more involved or they'll start or they will start to see, you know what? This isn't so bad. Maybe I should start to engage a little bit more. But even still, good experience. Be very curious to see how those students follow it up. Um, because it, honestly, it is, it's also a good way for them to get to know you as a teacher and vice versa. So I'm hoping that kind of helps me build something to have in my back pocket. We'll see. Aside from that, I'm hoping we've got classroom brew introduction slash theme song whatever you want to call it hopefully coming soon i had to switch studios something happened with the original guy not a big deal it was cool to work with him just didn't work out so i'm hoping that comes soon because you know what that's like the final sign that you made it working with a new guy right now who's really talented so i'm very excited to see what he comes up with as we kind of work and tinker with the new theme song that being said, if you'd like to support Classroom Brew, please make sure that you're rating us in iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you happen to be listening to us. That really helps me out. 
If you want, you can also reach out classroombrew at gmail.com or you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at classroombrew. C-L-A-S-S-R-O-O-M-B-R-E-W. No spaces. Spelling test for you. Cue the music, bagpipe man. Aside from that, that's all I really had in this quick little sit down with just myself. Got a few more guests that I'm pretty excited about coming up on future episodes. It's pretty crazy. We've been doing this for a little over six months now. So again, thank you to our loyal listeners, people that engage with us, all you people. Love you for that. Thank you. Keep spreading the word, rating and reviewing, all those good things. If you're new to our podcast and you want to reach out again, feel free to keep listening. Appreciate it. Stay strong. Hopefully this grows into the mainstream media rather than just indie. That being said, make sure you check out hashtag two pods a day. There are still many, 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 many good, great indie podcasts out there. Hopefully doing a couple crossover episodes with a few of those because anytime you network with podcasters, it's good for everybody. So until next time, this was episode 26 of Classroom Brew. Thank you again and class dismissed.